Are you looking to be more informed about what's going on in your community? The Herald has a special digital subscription offer for new generation podcast listeners. You could sign up for a one month trial for 99 cents, then only $18.99 a month after that. With a digital subscription, you get web-exclusive content, including pictures and videos, obituaries, and a searchable archive going back to 2013. You can read the Herald on the web, your mobile phone, and on our Herald app, so you can get all the Herald content and the print paper delivered right to your phone, tablet, or computer. Again, that's just 99 cents for your first month. So you can go to www.sharonherald.com slash pod offer today for this special offer. Again, that's sharonherald.com slash pod offer. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the New Generation Sports Report. I am your host, Tanner Mondock, and I am joined, as always, by the Herald Sports Editor, Ed Farrell. Ed, how are you doing today? Okay, Tanner, how about you? Happy Thanksgiving, by the way. Of course, hey. Happy Thanksgiving to you as well. We're recording this on Wednesday, the day before, so we're um, probably itching to get home and, you know, get started on the Thanksgiving Thanksgiving fun with the day off tomorrow, you know. But, um course we still got to work today on wednesday so we're giving you a sports report episode um we got a little bit to talk about this week we still have two football teams going at it in the playoffs we got Farrell and grove city left uh they're both playing on friday no saturday games this weekend so we're going to get into that we're going to take a break for our ads and then we'll be uh we will be right back Ben Bizet, Chevrolet is Mercer County's truck headquarters. Quality new Chevrolets and outstanding pre-owned vehicles, plus an excellent service department to stand behind your vehicle purchase located on Route 19, just south of Mercer. Stop in or call Ben Bizet Chevrolet today at 724-662-5440. At Sharon Regional Medical Center, they believe in the power of people to create great care. Their dedicated employees work hard every day to make Sharon Regional Medical Center a place of healing, caring, and connection for patients and families in the community we call home. For more information, go to SharonRegionalMedical.org. First National Bank provides a full range of commercial banking, consumer banking, and wealth management services, plus industry-leading online and mobile banking solutions. Call your local FNB or go online at fnb-online.com. At Chenango Valley Meat and Poultry, you will find an excellent selection of steaks, burgers, chicken wings, and everything that goes along with it. Voted Best of the Best in 2021 by Harold Readers. Stop in at 1215 East State Street in Sharon or call 724-346-6328 today. Located in Mercer County, UPMC Horizon offers a range of services and medical specialties at two campuses in Farrell and Greenville. Together with UPMC Jamison in Lawrence County, UPMC Horizon provides a regionalized approach to healthcare. If you need care, go to UPMC Horizon or UPMC.com. All right, so last week we had Grove City and Slippery Rock playing in a D10 championship game. Grove City won that game, so they're still alive, and they're going to be playing Central Martinsburg at Slippery Rock University on Friday. And Farrell beat Westinghouse in the first round of their state playoff run um, at a very cool stadium at Couple Stadium in Pittsburgh. We were just talking about how much, what of a cool stadium that was, and uh, we both got to be there uh, last weekend. But, um, but yes, they won, and so they're going to be playing Carn City at Carn City High School. So, Ed, which game would you like to tackle first and talk about here? I think we should speak about the Farrell-Westinghouse game since you and I were there. Obviously, that game was played 
simultaneously as the Grove City Slippery Rock game. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, uh, Farrell, for the first time this season, trailed in a game. Right. I believe, according to my notes, it was 7-6 Westinghouse with 7.35 remaining in the third quarter. Mm-hmm. And, and it was also 6 nothing for most of that game as mm-hmm. well. Farrell yeah. leading 6 nothing most of that game, Farrell, which was strange. Fer- yeah, Farrell <laughs> was leading 6 nothing at the half on a, on a great goal line stand, a, a play by Brandon Chambers prevented Westinghouse from tying the game or even taking the lead at the half. But, yeah, Farrell trailing for the first time this year, and it, it sounds kind of like convoluted logic, but I think – Federal head coach Ant Pegues was almost pleased by that mm-hmm. because he wanted to see, he wanted to gauge how his kids were going to react to being down. Right. Uh, he needs to know that, especially moving forward. Now, you know, it, it's easy to say that when you win and not so much fun if you, if you would lose that game. But he, I think he learned some things about his team uh, last week. Farrell responded by scoring uh, – 18 unanswered points for a 24-7 win. Mm-hmm. And basically, I won't say dominated, but basically kind of sort of controlled the game from the point at which they were trailing. The Steelers basically c- controlled the game. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, again, according to my notes, I think there was still a good 10 minutes left in the game, but by which time Farrell had built that three-score lead. So right. West- Westinghouse was not able to respond. I, I nope. believe Farrell forced Westinghouse into four turnovers. So... It was a, a good game. Yeah, yeah. It, it mm-hmm. was a good ball game for Farrell, and like I said, I think Coach Begeese is pleased seeing how his club was able to respond mm-hmm. coming from behind. Yeah, I mean, it seemed like a completely different game that we were watching by the point you know when it was seven to six, yeah. and then when Farrell just went on a roll. It looked like the Farrell team we had seen all year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the team that had been blowing out every single you know opponent they were playing, but um, but yeah, no, it was. Very cool to see how they responded to that adversity, you know, being behind, something mm-hmm. they haven't had to deal with this year. Um, and, yeah, they responded really, really well to that. And Kylon Wilson had himself a monster game as well. Um, wow, he, he's very fast, isn't yeah. he? He it, is something else. The reason why I'm shaking my head is, like, as impressive as Anthony Stallworth is and as consistent as Anthony Stallworth has been, and he had, like, another 116 or 118 right. yards rushing this past Saturday on a season-high 30 carries. And uh, by the way, as a footnote, I think he also surpassed the career five thousand yard yes. mark in that game. Mm-hmm. But what I was where I was going is as as impressive as Anthony Stallworth has been, Kylon Wilson just dominated that football game. Absolutely, he, he not only scored three touchdowns in a couple different ways, but he could have had a fourth touchdown on a pick six yep. that was negated by a penalty. But he in open space is almost you almost cannot defend him mm-hmm. unless you somehow surround him with multiple people because he. He runs like a scared rabbit in an open field, and you <laughs> yeah. just don't know where he's going because he's strictly on instinct evading tacklers and just a fantastic, fantastic performance by him. Absolutely. Uh, it's not just straight line speed, but it's it's the, the way in which he can change direction and kind of almost has a sixth sense of feeling pursuit from behind. And just, again, just a fantastic performance by Kylon Wilson. Absolutely. So, yeah, and they're going to be playing now uh, – on Friday, Friday night, they're playing Carn City. So yeah. what can you tell me about Carn City? Carn City, two-time District 9 champion, 11-1. and one. Uh, Very good program historically under Ed Conto. Now, Joe Sherwin is the current coach, but Ed Conto, I believe, had been the Carn City head coach for 18 years. You know, he, he, he won like about 167 games of Carn City, but he had well over 200 coaching wins in District 9 overall. So it's a, it's a good, sound program. Uh, ironically, last year when Wilmington beat Farrell for the District 10 championship, Wilmington played Carn City. 
and won convincingly 42-14. Again, another touch of irony, Carn City runs the wing tee office just as Wilmington does. Mm -hmm. So my point is, and my preview will be in the the Thursday morning edition of the Herald, but I, I make a point of noting that Farrell, having played Wilmington five times in about 14 months, Farrell should be very comfortable in trying to defend the wing team offense, the wing T offense, excuse me. Does that mean Farrell's guaranteed of winning? No. But I think, you know, it's kind of unique uh, offense to prepare for, and certainly having played Wilmington so many times, Farrell should be pretty pretty well uh, keyed in insofar as defending the wing T offense. But Carn City is very good. Uh, you know, as I said, it's not only a good program, they're enjoying a great season, 11 wins. They have a uh, uh, several good running backs led by Luke Gehring and Jace Anderson. So should be a good ball game. Plus, it's at Carn City. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I had a, a reader call in earlier this week asking me to take to task the PIAA relating to the fact it's like a home game for Carn City. Right. Unlike last year during COVID when that was the norm, mm-hmm. you know, it makes you wonder why this game isn't being played at a neutral site. But Again, alluding to our, our remarks about Farrell last week, is that essentially was a home game for Westinghouse last week. You know, mm-hmm. couple stadium is where the Pittsburgh City League teams play. So my point is, Farrell's proven it can win in someone else's backyard. So uh, we'll see what happens Friday night at seven o'clock in Carn City. Right. Yep. Looking forward to seeing that one. That's a quarterfinal game, correct? Or is that yes? Okay. State quarterfinal. State quarterfinal. All right. And um, so, yeah, let's move on to Grove City here. So, like I said a little bit ago, they uh, they beat Slippery Rock last weekend for the D10 championship. And so now they are moving on to the state playoffs to play Central Martinsburg at Slippery Rock University, mm-hmm. which is – that's where they won the championship yeah. game last weekend. Yeah, it's, so. be- it's become kind of their personal playground, if you will, because, mm-hmm. they, you know, it's right in their backyard. But, yeah, a great win for Grove City. Uh, had lost, I believe, five or six consecutive District 10 championship games before that, had lost to Slippery Rock during the regular season, 34-7. So it was a great win for Grove City. Uh, Grove City built a big lead, had a, actually had a three-score lead, and Slippery Rock, to its credit, rallied hmm. and made a ball game of that. It ended up 28-20 Grove City, but it's a credit to Coach Larry Wanderus and Slippery Rock to make a comeback like that, You know, being down in a district championship game by three scores. But... Again, I, I've tried to give a little shout-outs to uh, both Rob Molson and yourself in past weeks. want to say the same with Corey Corbin, our, the Herald correspondent. He's mm-hmm. done just a great job covering Grove City, and he did a great job with uh, that game coverage. But, you know, it's kind of unique for Grove City to be in this situation because they've fallen short a few times, and now now they get to advance to the PIAA playoffs. So you know when you're playing Thanksgiving weekend, you've had a good season, at, at least at the scholastic <laughs> level. So... Uh, you know, it, it'll be interesting to see how Grove City fares. Admittedly, I'm not going to be a phony. I don't pr- profess to know a whole lot about Martinsburg Central at this point in time, but I, I know it's it's having a good season at 13-0. and 0, So, uh, yeah, and you have to believe, too, and I think we mentioned this last week. You know, if again, if you're playing this time of year, you're a good team. You're a, right. district, you're mm-hmm. a district champion. You may be undefeated or have one loss, so you're, you're a good ball team. So, uh, you know, it's going to be a big test for Grove City to see how it – fairs in the PIAA playoffs. Of course. And so that'll be their first round yes. of the state playoffs there. So um and yeah, both those games Friday night. So no Saturday games this weekend. So yeah. both on Friday. Um be interesting to see how those games uh turn out there. See who's moving on and who's 
who's not? Mm-hmm. So before we wrap things up here and uh, start our Thanksgiving celebrations, uh, anything else you would like to touch on? Yeah, I, I thought we could make mention of a couple local college football teams that played in bowl games last week, and Grove City defeated Utica last week, uh, 49-7. That was in the ECAC Scotty Whitelaw Bowl. And uh, just a point of interest, the former West Middlesex standout, Clayton Parrish, hmm. had a big game on the ground for Grove City uh, 22 carries, 117 yards, and a touchdown. So great way for Grove City to cap its season. It, it's been a great program now for several years after going through a tough stretch during uh, Coach Andrew DiDonato's first couple years. So a great way to cap a season for Grove City. Unfortunately, Westminster College lost its bowl game uh, 21-3 to Hobart, and that would have been in the ECAC Asa Bushnell Bowl. But nonetheless, a good Good season for Westminster College, eight wins. So, um, you know, no no shame there. Disappointing way to end the season, sure, but n- no shame there to, again, uh, win eight ball games and make it to a, a bowl. So congratulations to both those programs, Grove City and Westminster. Of course. And, uh, of course, we should also give a shout-out to the uh, winter sports yeah. uh, teams. Uh, just kicked off last week. Well, yeah. you said Friday, right? Yeah, last, last Friday? Last Friday, teams began practicing yes. uh, almost like almost every basketball team is going to be scrimmaging Saturday. So, mm. yeah, I mean, we're, we're in full swing and we're kind of in a the twilight zone between the end of the fall <laughs> season and the beginning of the winter sports season. So it's a busy time. Right. Yeah. Not too much time off between these two seasons. Um, assuming if we end up having a football team go to the state championship, uh, not too much time off at yeah, all between uh, the two uh, seasons. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't mean to interrupt you, but I mm-hmm. looked ahead and like if Farrell would advance to the uh, Class Two A state championship game, it would be, it would be played on Friday afternoon, December tenth, mm-hmm. which is the opening night of the high school basketball season. So we'll see <laughs> we'll see where we are on Friday, December tenth. Right. Well, I think that will do it this week on the New Generation Sports Report. Again, you know, we mentioned it earlier. Uh, happy Thanksgiving to everyone who is listening. Um, and um, yeah, we're here every Thursday. The New Generation Podcast is here every Saturday. Uh, you know where we're at. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on Anchor. We're on the Herald's website, too, of course. So again, thank you all for listening. Thank you, Ed, and happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving.